Hello and welcome to another episode of Block Talk, presented by Theatre in the Now. I'm your host as always, Michael Block. Got a project to plug? Want to advertise on the podcast? Hit me up and we'll make it happen. Feel like sponsoring? Let's make that happen too. And as always, follow me on Instagram at MichaelBlockTalk, follow us on Twitter, and visit theatreinthenow.com for the latest news, reviews, and interviews. She's got all the crowns and all the sashes and slays NYC and Fire Island. It's the glam-nominated dancing diva, Brenda Darling. Oh my god, hi! How are you? So good, how are you? Good, are you getting into the holiday spirit? Girl, she got into the holiday spirit as soon as I got off Fire Island. Really? Like, yes, You're ready absolutely. for it? I love it. Like, I Have love you been time. playing Mariah like nonstop? Absolutely not. <laughs> no? No, no. <laughs> Everything, but you know what my favorite is? Which one? Uh, Kelly Clarkson's Christmas. It's a good album. That album slays my life. Have you heard... Um, she did, a, I guess, a duet technically with Pentatonix on their new album. No. Uh-huh. Oh, girl, I gotta good. get into yeah. it. Um, yeah, oh, I'm, I'm excited for the holidays. I just decorated here yesterday. Yay, um, I see they're up. I still have to put the lights up a little bit, but like, you have to have to like be nice because I'm like half Jewish also. So I have like. Menorah, happy Hanukkah, happy second Hanukkah, day. Right? Yes. Um, <laughs> and then I have, so it's like silver trees. Not, and I, I can't. I can't keep a real tree here. <laughs> I can't even take care of myself. Oh, no. Girl. So. That's okay, girl. Believe me. Just like everything else in my apartment is just thrown away, I got a Christmas tree in the closet. She comes out. Everything Christmas. Pre-decorated? Or do you have to, like, do you, like, decorate Yeah, that's part of the fun. Oh, I true. decorate it. True. Yeah. Well, we're going to learn all about you. Oh, God. And <laughs> let, let's just, like, start from the beginning. Where are you from? Child, originally Bristol, Connecticut. Amazing. Yes. Close by. Close by. Uh, you know, I visit my family. They all still live there. So it's easy to take the Metro North and just pop over there to see them. Nice. And yeah. where did you go to school? Oh, God. Uh, like, the college? Yeah. Roger Williams University. Okay. It's in Rhode Island. I went from one Bristol, Connecticut to Bristol, Rhode Island. Right? Yes. <laughs> and what brought you to New York of all places? Um, well, so after college, I moved to Chicago, and I was dancing with the company there for a little bit. And that was fun, but it just wasn't getting enough. Like, I was still doing, like dancing and teaching and trying to make ends meet. So I moved to Philadelphia to join another company, and that was more of like a full-time thing. But while I was with them, uh, my body started breaking down a little bit. And I was like, girl, I need to find something else to do. So I thought I was going to go into like makeup arts. Like I was like, I'm going to be a makeup artist. It's going to be fun. And I was looking into schools in New York. My friend was actually living here. I was like, yes, just come, come to New York. And I was like, all right. And so I literally left the company, packed my bags, moved here, and I've been here eight years. Next Amazing. Month. Yeah. Congrats. I love it. So when did drag into your life? Um, so that transition part in Philadelphia, I thought I was going to be a makeup artist. And I was really like getting my, like, my book and my study on, and I started practicing on myself. And honestly, just one night, my girlfriend was like, you know, you should do this like competition. It was a bar called Woody's in Philadelphia. And I was like, all right. And I like literally did like the Halloween dabble, but mm. like there's no performance in that. It was just, you know, I was like Princess Jasmine. So right. I was, um, actually was like, I'm going to be a drag artist. And so I went and got like uh, a wig and <laughs> one of my sister's costumes. My sister also used to dance when she was little. So I had one of her little leotards, which did not fit me at all. But, you know, it's fine. And I wore this, like, puffy coat from Rainbow. Of course. Of course, because I course. wanted a reveal. Oh, my God, it's so sad. 
But um, yeah, I just, I went and I performed and they were like, oh my God, you were so great. We love your energy. Come back next week. And I was like, okay. And so I did. And quite honestly, I wasn't looking to like do drag. It was just kind of a thing. And of course, I was still dancing with the company. So that kind of like started it. But um, really, I, I did it a couple more times. I went out to Fire Island a couple times that summer. And it just kind of like bolts really yeah like it wasn't something i planned on doing and when i moved here it was just something fun like i was you know like i said i didn't really have a plan when i moved to new york so i was like kind of auditioning i was kind of still dancing i was picking up jobs and really when uh i first moved here they had draw competitions everywhere like right. that was the thing and it was a lot of fun because like i didn't i had friends here but i didn't really know what i was doing so there was, a, there was a community in doing those competitions. And that's where I met, like, you know, Bootsy and Pixie and Bob the Drag Queen and Miss Crocker and Prada and, Jay, like, Logan. Every, every drag queen was out doing yeah. these competitions. It was insane. And, yeah, it just, it just kind of happened. So what is the origin of your drag name, Brenda Darling? <laughs> so sad. It's not exciting at all. <laughs> <laughs> so my girlfriend in Philadelphia just always called me Brenda. Like when I, when I met her, I actually met her on Fire Island just out. Like my name is Brandon. Mm-hmm. And she, like, she just called me Brenda. She's like, Brenda. It was kind of like the, you know. What's funny I, is my brother's name is Brandon, and I would call him Brenda. Right. <laughs> like, that was just kind of my name. So when I did that first competition at Woody's, um, the, the drag queen uh, was like, you know, what's, what's your name? And I was like, Brenda. And she goes, that's it. And I was like, yeah. And she's like, your name is Brenda. And I was like, Brenda? Yeah. And so my girlfriend, her name was Diana DeHarling. And she was like, no, girl, you're just Brenda Darling. And I was like, yes, that's me. Perfect. That was it. I just took her last name. <laughs> <laughs> so how would you describe Brenda in three words? Ooh. I mean, positive. Absolutely. Um, energetic. And um, lighthearted. I yeah. Get the, yeah, I yeah. like that. Mm-hmm. How long does it take to transform into Brenda? Um, I mean, now, depending on what's going on. I mean, it, take, it takes me like you know, 40 minutes to do my face. But before that, you know, you got to shower and shave. Mm-hmm. And then afterwards, you got to fix your wig and tie it. So I, I always like to set aside three hours. Um, it sounds like a lot, but, you know, it's a job. So you got to get ready. And I like to get ready in a certain fashion. Now, so. doing drag as long as you have, you've obviously accumulated a lot of looks a lot of wigs where do you keep it all girl all my wig all my it's so bad and anyone who does wigs is probably gonna like listen to this and be like how dare she but i literally have them balled up in suitcases okay because i if i had count my i mean i probably will do it soon because it's the end of the year i probably have at home collectively maybe like 90 or 100 wigs damn like all, all colors all so i know like it's i mean cause, yeah because you always have a different look like mm-hmm. every night of the week it's a different look and yeah like it's i when i first started it was like very like basic black and then some brown and then you know the blondes started to come in and then it was like lo- everything was long mm-hmm. long and then I, when you moved to new york everyone likes that variety so then i started getting like the reds and the blues and the like and you have yeah, that really it's an gorgeous uh, rainbow wig you've been wearing. Yes, from I Webster Wigs. It's so gorgeous. So yeah, so they just keep on coming. And quite honestly, like I started I, when I first moved here, I was just lazy. 
and I didn't really know how to take care of them. So as soon as the wig got like too like, ooh, girl, she's rough, <laughs> I would just go buy another wig. But I wouldn't throw that wig out. I just kept it. And, sure. you know, use them for different styles. I always buy two of whatever wig because I okay. like the volume. Yeah. So that also adds to my, like, obscene obsession with wig collecting. Amazing. <laughs> Who would you say are some of your drag inspirations? Um, definitely Victoria LePage. She is from Chicago. She, um, she performs at this place called The Baton. But I met her, a backup dancing for her at the Miss Continental Pageant. Mm-hmm. And she literally exemplifies just like nice, humble, talent, gorgeous, great, like everything. Like that's that's what I wanted to be. Like she always looks on point. She always like her style of uh, performing and taking to the stage, and also like tip collecting. Like she when she like if you gave her a dollar, she always like grabbed her hand and said thank you. Yeah, and that was always like. Like, I love that. But she's she's always very present with everyone there. And I just think she's absolutely amazing. Yeah, I think the first time I ever really experienced that happening was at Queen one night with Fifi O'Hara. Mm-hmm. And she, like, stopped and said thank you. I was like, like okay, what? I'll take it. <laughs> yes. That's sweet. Uh-huh. So let's get it out of the way. How many titles do you have? Oh, God. And then where do you keep all your crowns? I think... Well, all my all my crowns are now. I made a shelf for them finally. Amazing. Like they were, they used to be like scat. Like I had I had a full bedroom renovation recently because it was just getting it was just too chaotic. And every time I came home, I think it added to like stress. So I yeah. had a full bedroom makeover, and I finally made a nice little corner shelf, and I put all seventeen crowns on that shelf. Amazing. <laughs> all my sashes and all like sashes and trophies. Well, trophies are in another shelf too. All my sashes and like plaques are now in um a bin put away it was just good it's too overwhelming and like i am thankful for winning all of that but i know that i want it and i don't you know do do you ever like sleep with the crown on i i never sleep with the crown on, but sometimes i do um (laughs) clean my house with the crown on amazing (laughs) you know you wear that like they're there they're pretty so yeah so what what inspired you to start competing in the pageant circuit um so competing just has been like a life thing like Mm -hmm. When I was young, my uh, I danced at a dance studio in Connecticut, and I always did like dance competitions. And for me, that like it, they were fun, but I liked getting better. Like I liked that critique. I liked like getting the videos and comments and being like, "How could I be better?" I always wanted to be better. And um, so, as I was dancing, especially in Chicago, I was dancing in pageants for other drag queens, mm-hmm. and that not at all made me like want to do drag, but. I saw that that was, like, you know, a big competition. And when I moved here, um, doing, like, the little bar ones were, like, fun, but I wanted I wanted to do pageants. Like, I was, yeah. like, I wanted, like, all those categories. I wanted to, like, put a... T- like, I I just think they look... They're, like, you know, the best example of, like, what I wanted to do. So um, it just kind of pushed me to be, like, a better, I guess, performer. And um, I thought they were fun. What I still was, think they're fun. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> what was the first one you won? Oh, I mean, my first real, like, my first, like, trophy ever was the Philadelphia Gayborhood Games. Amazing. Yes. Um, <laughs> it was, it, it was unexpected. That was in 2010. That was, it was, and it was, like, months right before I moved here. Mm-hmm. But um, I think that was the first time they ended up doing that, too. I don't know if they still do them or not, but it was um, at a venue called Pure, and it was, like, a, a big stage, and they had, like, judges, and I, like put a little number together with like reveals. I had a wig reveal. I had a costume reveal 
And it was the first time I did, like, I put an effort into, like, doing an actual number and showcasing it. And I got a little trophy for it. So. Amazing. Yep. So as a pageant queen and a bar queen, mm-hmm. how do you balance both worlds? And does one help the other? Um, I mean, oh, that is a good question. Um, doing sh- I mean, I've, I definitely learned over the years that if you're going to do a pageant... That timing and planning is everything. Um, my first couple, I guess my first big one after Gayborhood Games, I did Missed America. Mm-hmm. And that's right when I moved here. And it was so rushed. It was so bad. And it's so funny because um, Logan Hardcore was in it. Bootsy LaFerris was in it. Jason Cosmo was in it. Um, Sable Cities actually ended up winning that year. And she's been like, they were like, there were girls who were like, have, clearly have been doing it. And then myself, who was like literally like, I did it for almost a full year, and I was so proud. But I wanted to, you know, get my feet wet yeah, and do absolutely. it. And it was way poorly executed. <laughs> and it's so funny because there's pictures, and so you look back, and you're like, oh, girl. But um, after that, six months later, I started going out to Fire Island, and I did Entertainer of the Year, and I won. Amazing. So yeah, that like I learned that actually like planning something out will always be more beneficial than just doing it half half ass and um yeah so they, they definitely help each other you learn you know if you do a pageant you learn how to like time it out and then when you're performing in the bars you know like when you're at home how to like you know what costume goes with this number what hair goes for this number how, like you know what i mean so they kind of help each other yeah. aside like planning what advice would you have would you give to a young queen who might be interested in doing pageants um definitely go to one like it, it baffles my head now like some girls are like i'm gonna do this pageant i'm like well have you been to it and they're like no they're like but i'm gonna do it that makes no sense to me whatsoever like I, I definitely think you should see what whatever pageant it is even if it's a bar pageant yeah go to it first see what they're looking for you know, don't you don't have to necessarily because drag. You know, there's so many different kinds. There's queens who like dance and sing and do comedy and pro- like whatever your your thing is, do your thing. But also get it polished so when you go and you you know perform and compete, you're actually doing it for the right reasons. Right. So yeah, go do it and get learn about it. So you mentioned when you started, there were a lot of drag competitions. Mm-hmm. Would you say there are more or less now? Oh, definitely less, I think. Interesting. I mean, I feel... Because yeah. I feel like we're oversaturated already. Right? I mean, I feel... I, I mean, I'm saying that, but I also, like... I'm, I'm now at a point where, like, when I first moved here, I was going out every single night. Like, there was, like, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, five nights a week. I was mm-hmm. out, and on the weekends, nothing really happened because everyone comes out of town. Right. So, that was, like, the break, and I was working. But I was out as much as I could to do it. I feel like... When people ask me, like, where there's a drag competition, especially new queens, like, they're like, where, where can mm-hmm. I do it? I think I'd, like, tell them, like, three, or there's, like, three off my head, but that's only because I'm not, you know, sure. out there. And the only reason why I can't, I don't go out there, and it's, um, you know, I feel bad because uh, there was just a, the Thodacy list of, like, 300, mm-hmm. and I was going through, and I was like, there's so many people I don't know, but also, I'm, you know, booked and blessed that I work so right. much that, you know, our shows are at the same time. So obviously I can't go to, like, the, the bar competitions if I'm working. 
So well, I just think there's less, but yeah. maybe there's more. Who knows? No, God, there's definitely a, a lot more drag queens in New York City than there <laughs> was when I, when I moved here. Yes. Well, well, speaking of, what New York City drag queen that you've yet to work with would you like to work with? Ooh. You, you've worked with a lot of people. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Yes. That is a great question. Ooh. Who do I want to work with? Oh, that's, that's oh my God. I feel so bad because I just saw this queen and I can't think of her name right now. Oh my goodness. What's her name? What's her name? What's her name? Jasmine Kennedy? Yeah. Yes. Um, I've seen her a handful of times. I've literally talked to her maybe two or three times, but she's like a great gymnast, dancer. Mm -hmm. She has the aesthetic thing going down. She came out with this fierce wig on her head and I was like, she is not going to dance in that. And she did, and it did not budge. And I was like... <gasps> yeah, she, so, she's a flailer. She's great. Yes. I think I think we, we would have a good time together. So, yeah. Jasmine, if you hear this, I want to dance with you. <laughs> Before we get to the, the gigs you do have, if you could create any show at any venue, what would it be called, and what could we expect to see? If I could create any show at any venue... Um... I mean, so out of the out of the shows that I do right now, there's a nice variety of like I have a solo, a trio, a couple groups, and a duo. And my favorite to do is Queen at Industry. So, I think expanding on that and probably putting like Disney together, I would like to have more of a production show. Like mm-hmm. I'd like, you know, actually having like an opening number, a closing number. Um, sometimes there's like theme nights, but I really like to create like a bigger, whatever, whatever that's going to be a bigger theme show. But I think there's something it's, it's theatrical. And when yeah. you're in New York, you get that theater bug. That's what the you drag patrons want. They, yes. want. they want theater. I want, yeah. So I would love to do something big and grand like that. So you are booked and blessed. I'm going to try to, <laughs> I think I have them all. So make it work Mondays at Barracuda. Uh-huh. Legend Wednesdays at Rise. Yep. Queen at Industry on Thursdays. Yep. Distorted shows at the Beachman uh-huh. and Blackout Fridays at yep. Sweet Bar, mm-hmm. and then you spend the summer at Fire Island. Mm-hmm. How do you balance it all? <laughs> Truly, I have no idea. I mean, I always I keep a calendar at home, like a, a big calendar right by my makeup station, and I have everything like written down, planned out, and I try to because um, you know I'm because I work at night, I have the days free, but I try to, like, the day before I get ready for the next day. So today, like, this morning, I already, like, went to the laundromat, I picked up my wigs for tomorrow when I'm at Rise, and I try, I just try to stay a day behind, uh, a day ahead, a day behind. <laughs> sometimes it's gonna end <laughs> right? up, right? It feels like that sometimes. It can be overwhelming, but I feel like if you literally just keep, like, the scheduling thing down and just keep, it, like, it's not the end of the world if something happens like or doesn't happen you know what i mean you always go in with like good intentions of like this is going to be a great show and everything's here and you know i've you know i've definitely i'm only human there's been tights that i've showed up to the gig and i forgot my tights and you're just like we're gonna make something happen yeah, you know work. i'm a man i got hairy legs but uh, that's not happening that's not my aesthetic i will run get a you know a razor from Dwayne reed and make it happen but yeah i feel like you know just not stressing out it's just life. I feel like sometimes people, it's, it's, it's also work. It's a job. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's, it's going to be there. You try to put your f- best foot forward and if it doesn't work out, then you have the next day. 
Do you find that you have to differentiate your performances based on the bar and the clientele? Um, yes, to a certain extent. I mean, uh, obviously, um, there's cer- certain bars kind of like separate themselves by giving them like a theme mm-hmm. and especially location. People feel, you know, there's like communities in, you know, the, the West Village and Chelsea and Hell's Kitchen. So um, definitely Hell's Kitchen is more touristy. So you try to keep it like more broad and open. Um, the West Village, that's our community. That's where everything happens. So you can kind of get away with a lot of things. Uptown is always going to be a little bit more urban. That's just it is what it is. Um, college bars, they like the new bops. So you kind of play it out. And because, you know, I have so many nights... It gives myself variety. Like, you're not doing the same thing everywhere. And then when people come to see you, you know, say they're like, they saw me yesterday at Barracuda. Well, on Wednesday, you don't want to do the same thing. They're going to be like, oh, this is a one-trick pony. So, you know, you kind of balance it out, playing to the bars and playing to the crowds. But you can also, you know, they, if you, if you really like a song, even though nobody heard it, the way that you showcase and perform it, they're going to see that you're enjoying it and you can get away with like doing your favorites, even though it's not the most popular. I like that. Mm-hmm. You have so many great numbers. <laughs> what is probably your most requested number to do? Um, I don't know if it's most requested, but I've been doing Show Me Love literally <laughs> from day one. It's my most favorite song. I like opening my shows with it. It just gets it gets me in that, like... That's my favorite song when I first started going out to the club. Like, yeah. that's like... Rob Nash will be like, I don't care if you want it or not, it's happening. It just gets me, it gets me in that mindset and energized and literally I feel like everyone knows <laughs> that's just my song. It doesn't even have whips or bells in it. It doesn't right. need it. It's just the ones, it's just, just show me love. <laughs> what is the origin of the whip crack? Um, I, I guess, I guess pageant talents. Like I, I feel, and I will, I will even go to say this. I feel like Texas is home of, like, dancing queens and whip cracks and booms and whistles. Like, that's just their style of drag, and I love that because that's what I do. Like, I'm, you know, boom, boom, whip, whip, laser, like, (laughs) you just hear it and you get excited. You're like, ooh, what was that? (laughs) Is there any number that you wish people would not request anymore? Oh. Or anything Hmm. you want to retire soon? (laughs) Definitely not show me love, but... (laughs) What? Oh, that is a good question. I mean, I feel like requests are like, mm, hmm. I don't do a lot of shows where there's request. I feel like if there's anything for request wise, it's always like a drag suicide mm-hmm. to enter the show. And to that, I would say this. If you see a drag queen looking like a woman, stop requesting male songs. Like, girl, they did not put all the time and effort to put, you know, tuck everything away and boobs and hair to start coming out and singing NSYNC songs. Like, I like NSYNC, but that's so not even, like, where my mindset it is. Like, it's it's supposed to be fun and it's, like, kitschy to see, like, a beautiful drag queen all of a sudden, like, start doing, you know, NSYNC or Montel Jordan, which, you know, this is how we do it is not... In my repertoire. But. <laughs> I love. Anything for a dollar. Yeah, it's true. It's true. Um, one of my favorite things is to watch you and Natsu work together. Mm-hmm. Because you work so well off of each other. How did you two, like, form the quick back and forth? Like, he's ready to go with every single joke you have ready. He is. It's, um, it's funny. Natsu definitely 
like mostly if you go if you go to a show and you see like a drag queen and the DJ interact most of the time the DJ is talking as a response and mm-hmm. DJ um, Natsu's way of communicating is through like lyrics of other artists yeah and so you kind of know how to talk through like song if that makes sense mm-hmm. And we, I mean, we've been working together, I think, like, three years now. We started working at Boots and Saddles before Barracuda, and then we had a little overlap when we were two nights a week. And so you just get, like, a repertoire and a feel for each other. There's, you know, just timing, and it just it just kind of happens. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's so fun. Music brings the people together. It's true. <laughs> so the Distorted Shows have become a staple. Um, what about the series continues to draw audiences? Well, I mean, we definitely try to keep it fresh. I mean, in March, we'll be celebrating seven years Damn. doing Deserted Disney. We've had, you know, the off shows of, um, you know, Crafts Christmas and Hacked Halloween and Superheroes. So we definitely try to incorporate new things. We always, always do a separate show for the holiday season, Valentine's mm-hmm. Day, whatever it is. Pride Month, all of June, we would do a Pride series. So I feel like incorporating those... Um, sister shows and with our you know twisted sisters the sort of disney franchise keeps things fresh and new um it's on the weekend and there's a lot of people who like because it's a cabaret setting you can go downstairs eat food watch a show um a lot of people like to bring you know friends in like they'll see distorted disney and they're like oh let's you know let's see this series and especially with disney there's so many disney movies like you really can't go wrong with like switching a character in and out like do you, do the four of you ever battle it out for like certain characters um well i don't have to because i'm the only queen of color <laughs> <laughs> so i get all those girls period like i'm sorry i get pocahontas moana Tia, like those are mine yeah. it's not up for debate <laughs> let me have something girl <laughs> so we're gonna play my favorite game that we do on the podcast Ooh. it's called tea time yeah so you're gonna share some stories spill some tea on some of your favorite sisters Ooh. some people you've shared the stage with throughout the years oh god and we're we're gonna start with logan hardcore oh no <laughs> i had a feeling you're going to <laughs> <laughs> oh you just want me to talk about logan yeah, go for oh it. god <laughs> so sorry logan logan <laughs> I will say I, I first met Logan 10 years ago on Fire Island. I wasn't doing drag. I was just out there for vacation, and she just started. I had no idea if she just started or not. Like I said, like I just met her, and she was so wild and so loud. Yeah. And my girlfriend was like, stay away from her. And not for nothing, I kind of wanted to. Like I was like, that's not my scene. Fine, whatever. And... Um, as I started going out to Fire Island, um, from Philadelphia, I would go out, that was like my escape for the summer. Um, I would go see her every now and then she did the pool show and she was just something I've never seen. And I, I can't even say drag queen. It was just something. (laughs) It was quite the spectacle. Like I was like, oh my God, this queen is crazy. She is wild. I didn't think she was very good. Like I just thought she was wild. And when I moved to New York... Um, there was just something, something about, like, I saw her, like, there was, there was definitely a progression over years, and she, quite honestly, just embraced me with open arms, and that's not what I expected from her at all, and it has been quite a humbling experience to see, like, the judgment I gave to her, and now she's, like, my best, she's my family, so, 
Um, I'm blessed to have her in my life, and I would not change that for the world. Yeah, I'm currently enjoying um, the out of drag comparisons between Logan and Petty Cake. Yeah, because they apparently look very similar. <laughs> they do. I saw funny. Petty Petty came to Sweet Bar, and I literally thought it was Logan, <laughs> and I was like. That's not Logan. <laughs> nope, not at all. I was screaming her name, and I was like, oh, my God. Like, not, And I've met Patty before. Yeah. Like, that was not like, I was like, oh, who is this queen? Like, I was like, why am I just, this just now happening? Yeah. And now, it's, since Patty is getting more refined, like, I see it even, it's so wild. Yeah. <laughs> Next up is Ariel Sinclair. Oh, Ariel, my little peanuts. Ariel Sinclair, uh, once again, met her on Fire Island. And she, honestly, I, w- I will say this, kind of like, and she was one of the first New York queens to really encourage me to, like, come out and do and be, like, I, I feel like if I didn't come out and do Entertainer that, that summer, it may have taken me a little longer. But she was like, you're so talented, you're so fun, she's always encouraging, she's... You know, she's kind of like the the cool aunt, I would yeah. say. You don't want to say she's not mm-hmm. a mom. She's definitely a cool aunt, and um, it's 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 so wild. Fire Island, just go when you see when you go out and just enjoy. That's what it is, and, and I never thought that I would ever have done Entertainer or competed in Miss Fire Island, let alone win both. And then, you know, I'm out there every weekend. Like it's yeah. just so wild with people who. I just enjoy it, and now I just enjoy performing with. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Next up is Prodigy Major. Prada. Um, Prada. I met um, my very first drag competition, and I don't know if it was... If I met her at Tranimal first, or Drag Wars with Shaquita. Hmm. It's, it, it was one or the other, but it's one of those, you know... She was boom, crack, whip, whip, and I was like, yes, mm-hmm. and that is what I'm doing, and that, so our minds were just, you know, our aesthetic was similar when we, we first started out, and, you know, you kind of get pulled into to, to those people, and we would go, oh, we would go to, like, Barracuda, we did Star Search together, we would go to the diner afterwards and talk and hang out afterwards, um... It was, you know, I feel like she she holds a special place because we went from doing all the competitions and seeing each other every night and then not really having that. Like, you know, what's the words I'm going for? She kind of does her own thing, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, proud, proud performs, like, once a week on Saturdays, and that's all I got to see her. And then when, you know, Boots and Saddle closed down, unfortunately, like, I didn't get to see her perform as much, and she does have Stonewall, and, but mm-hmm. once again, like, you get in the, the gears of, like, doing your own thing. So even though I don't see her perform as much as I used to when I did, our friendship goes beyond that, because I, we go to the, we have movie dates, I go to her house, we, we talk and text, so that is, you know, a friendship based out of drag that is also just true and genuine in its own self. It's great. And I love her, like, it, it made me so nervous when she got diagnosed with MS and then she went to remission and she turned it around and she started, you know, the benefits. And this year, I mean, she just posted that yeah. um, uh, Home Depot uh, added three 3000 extra dollars to incredible. this year's contribution. So in total, she raised $11,000. That's, that's incredible. In the fourth, it's, in, it's insane. So I truly admire her for that. Like, yeah. 
go, going above and beyond, bringing a negative to a positive light. Like, I'm like, girl, that's why we're friends. You know what I mean? Like, that, her strength is amazing. Awesome. Well, mm-hmm. next up we have Holiday. Holiday. <laughs> Holiday. It's so funny. Um, I can't remember competing in any drag competition with Holiday. So I'm not really sure where we met. Like, I'm not, I'm not sure where those paths cross. I know that we, I've been, Queen is celebrating its eight-year anniversary. Congratulations. And Disney's seven-year. And we had, you know, Holly and her dolly, which I've, I want to say we did for like four or five years. Maybe, maybe five years. Um, she was just one of those people who the gigs that I was doing, because they were so group-inclusive, that, you know, I was with her on Thursdays, I was, I was with her on Wednesdays at Monster, Thursday at Industry. Uh, maybe that's what it was. Maybe Queen brought us together. I want to say. She, I mean, it, it, what, however it happened, it happened. I will never know how it happened. But um, she is wild. <laughs> like, when I thought Logan was wild, it's really <laughs> Holly Day. Girl, Holly is the good time girl. Um, she's also like one of those people because we do so much together, you kind of rely on like feedback and helping each other out. And she is definitely like a go-to girl of like, I need help or I need this, like it's holiday. But girl, those after, when the show is done, girl, the things (laughs) I have seen, Miss Holiday Girl, oh no, it's Red Girl. Girl, if the, I don't know if this is R-rated, X-rated, <laughs> but girl, Miss Holiday, don't count, don't count her out for not having a good time because she's a good time girl. <laughs> well, let's keep it in the family. Next up is Pixie Aventura. Pixie, Pixie, I Pixie, I definitely um, met in uh, Star Search. I want to say Calico, Calico, maybe at therapy. Maybe she did that once or twice. Definitely Tranimal at Posh. Uh, oh my God, Posh. <sighs> So, it's so weird to think back. I mean, I've known all these girls now for, like, since I moved here. Like, it just all happened and it seems like forever ago. But, um, yeah, she was another one. She just, she was a spitfire. The thing I like about Pixie, and I feel like separates her, like I said, like, Prada definitely dances, and Pixie dances as well. But she has such a theater background, and you see that. She's so expressive, Mm-hmm. And she really doesn't make any apologies for, like, you know, turning out a different look. She has gone above and beyond, like, you know, creating her own costumes and making, you know, extravagant makeups every now and then. Like, she definitely goes out of the box, and she does her, and I love and respect that about her. Like, she's definitely a force to be reckoned with, and definitely keeps me on my toes, because, girl, she will run you over. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Next we have Bootsy LaFerris. Boots LaFerris. Another one I met in the drag competition days. <laughs> I will say, um, Bootsy's transformations are <laughs> something. <laughs> um, I, I def- you can't you can't knock Bootsy for not trying. Like she's yeah definitely <laughs> yeah it's definitely e for effort. Um, she uh, also a very hard worker, someone who I, you know, uh, when Holly and her dollar started, we did that together. We do Queen together. We do Distorted together. Um, if there's ever a gig and people are like, who do you want to work with? Oh, we do Rise Bar together now. Mm-hmm. Like, she was definitely one of my recommendations coming into Rise. Like, they were like, who do you want? I always want to work with Bootsy. I feel like she is definitely a hard worker, but also, like, she 
I feel like there's like camaraderie when you're like talking to someone, especially when you're on the microphone and you need, you know, to feed off each other. And I love feeding off a of booty. I think she brings something fun and definitely eclectic. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. There's only one boots, the foods. Girl, mother god, mother goose. <laughs> well, speaking of rise, Marty Gold Cummings. Marty Golds. Um, that's actually um, Rice Bar brought us together. I uh, never actually. I, I'm gonna go over and just say I never thought I would work with Marty Gold Cummings, uh, and that's just because like her aesthetic and what she does perform. Like I've always known her um, growing up in the the New York scene as doing you know kind of like comedy sticky. Mm-hmm. I was like you know that's that works for her, but it wasn't really my thing. Um, but having now worked with her almost, I guess it'll be two years in March at Rise, um, she, she definitely brings something different and watching her work with the community and all the fundraisers like Ali Forney and now doing, you know, Democrats of Hell's Kitchen and working in nightlife, she definitely shows and advocates that there's more to drag than just performing. And I think that's valiant, and especially because there's doing shows takes up so much time and energy when you're doing, you know, advocacy and community and reach outs and um, benefits. That's even more on her plate. And I don't know how she does it, but she does. And I'm glad she does because we need to, to yeah. keep it, you know, progressing forward. She's her voice. Yes. I love, I love Marty Golds. Well, speaking of former uh, Wednesday co-host, Aquaria. Aquaria. <laughs> God bless Aquaria. Um, another one that I was just like, who is this child? But <laughs> truly, I'm, girl, we all know she's like 21, 22. She, I mean, God bless her. It's just a talent. Like, I don't know how she comes up with the looks that she does. I have, like, not in my wild, like, I literally have to go on YouTube and Instagram to, like, pull inspiration. I can't just, like, that's just, I'm not creative in that yeah. way. She is, and I think it's just genius. And it was really wild to watch her on RuPaul's Drag Race. Because working with her on Wednesday nights, I, it was almost like watching someone else. But that show, is, it's a competition. And it pushes you to do things. And it really pushed her. And she is really taking the world by storm. She is doing great, amazing yeah. things. I love her. She's, well, speaking of people yeah. that the TV show wants to think is the same person, Miss Cracker. Miss Cracker. Oh my God, I feel like I, I, we've now reached the point of like my like <laughs> my girlfriends who I like. Yes, like mm-hmm. I, I knew it was going to happen, and then Miss Cracker. Like, who saw that coming? And truly, Sweet Bar was my first paid residency. Like Friday nights with Miss Cracker. It was a drag competition hosted by Yuha Hamasaki, and it was myself and Miss Cracker and. We did separate nights at first, I think. And then we had like a final night out of nowhere. I had no idea it was really happening. And they just chose us both to win. And that's how we got Friday nights together. Awesome. And it was so wild because Miss Cracker's aesthetic when she first started was... I feel like we, we maybe started at the same time. Maybe. But it was... Little baby drags, mm-hmm. little different girl. I was like, who is this busted queen? <laughs> like, girl, I'll say, girl, she had tuna cans on her titties. Sometimes she had no titties. She had a shake and go wig. I was just like, oh, this is going to be rough. But her mixes that she made were so smart and yeah. funny that people really didn't care about the aesthetic. 
And quite honestly, we're the same age, and so we had a lot, like, we just kind of, like, jams, and, like, you know, we liked the same things. And so over time, she literally took off, bloomed, flowered. She is so smart and so intelligent and so fun. And, girl, her and Aquaria are definitely not the same person. Not at all. Not Not even a little bit. Miss Crocker's in a world of her own. And also, like, girl, she is stunning and gorgeous. It is Mm -hmm. truly, like... The ugly duckling, like, gorgeous swan, like, I'm just, like, yeah. odd and amazed. And it's, once again, Facebook will always remind you of where you came from. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to watch us, you know, to see those old pictures and to see us, you know, then and now. Girl, she is, I, I, I truly miss her so much. I, if I could be selfish, I would take her back anytime. Yeah. Don't get me wrong, I love performing with Pattaya, but Miss Crocker, those Friday nights, and it's, that's how I end my week. My Fridays, like, then it's the weekend. So um, it's always nice to end on a good note with Miss Crocker, and you know she's killing it, killing yeah. it, doing her thing. Well, you just mentioned her, Pataya Hart. Pataya, God bless her. We don't know what she's saying half the time, but <laughs> <laughs> girl, truly, Google Translate her like just what she's definitely making Fridays very interesting. She also, you know, she's you know she's from Thailand, so right. her. You know, she comes from that, you know, a different country. She has a different way of, like, thinking. It keeps things fresh and new. She is absolutely stunning. You know, she's, you know, gotten to the pageant bandwagon. She killed it at Miss Continental for two years in a row. I did that pageant. It is so hard. Yeah. And there she goes. She just, like, went, like, she, like I said, she did the research and she went it. I feel like that is, like, full-on exemplary of, like, this is how you, if you want to do something... Go figure out, learn about it, and then do it. And she did. And she's, I feel like she was one of, like, to me, like a fast, like, came out of nowhere. Like, I met her at Boots and Saddle. Now she's in Queen with me. We have Fridays together. She's, you know, one Miss America. She's been top five at Miss, Con- like, she, and it just came out of nowhere. So, you know, keep an eye out for Pataya Pat- yeah. Hart. And I truly mean that because if she says anything, you will understand. So you have to look at her. <laughs> Next up is <laughs> Chelsea Pierce. Chelsea Pierce. Chelsea. Oh, Chelsea. I feel like we got our, our beginnings at Boots and Saddles. She would uh, she had a show after mine. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it was like, it was Ari Kiki, me, and Chelsea. And I quite, like, I just wanted to hang out afterwards. And I stayed for her show. And there she was, Chelsea Pierce. Live singing, comedy, and a little bit of dance. <laughs> you know, she she's like that that full force. She did um, what you call it? So you thinking to drag? Which I literally only went to like one time. I think, uh, maybe I danced for someone. I think so. I maybe I don't even remember. I literally did it. It was there, and I saw her perform there, and she put a full on production together, and I was yeah. like, wow. And then to see her, you know. Solo, I was like, oh, you don't need a production just to, like, do your show. You can stand by yourself as well. And now we get to hang out together and do Queen together. So, Chelsea Piers. Next, we have someone who, I guess, has now moved to Philly is Tara Hyman. What happened to Tara? What happened to her? Where did she go? <laughs> it was like, get up and leave. Where did she just disappear? You know, I mean, New York is a tough place. Tara... Like, if, if you know Tara, she, she's also, like, an actor. She tried to do, like, voiceovers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she never quite, like, ever ended that. Um, she's definitely a, a giant drag mm-hmm. queen. 
Um, definitely of the comedy route. Sometimes you get it, sometimes you don't. You always kind of look at her sideways, a little tilted, but mm-hmm. that's just Tara. And, you know, she <laughs> she went from Tara Grenade, Tara, she went for the name change, yep. she went through, you know, the, she went through a couple of changes. I remember her just coming out with the, like this weird ponytail wig, and I was like, what is going on with this clown with the angry eyebrows? I don't get it. And, you know, she's, she's interesting, is Tara. But also, if you need, like, a laugh, a smile, Tara's always there. Like, she's, she's going to do that for you. And, you know, she, she couldn't, didn't find what she was looking for here and made the decision to go to Philadelphia and do it. And I just saw her. She was just here um, for the MS benefit, and she's doing well. So, yeah. you know, that just goes to show, like, you know, if it's not working out, figure out a way to do it. You know what I mean? And she really grabbed a hold of her life and now is killing it. And yeah. so... Now it's a treat when I see Tara Hyman. <laughs> Next we have Tina Burner. <laughs> oh God, Tina Burner. Where do you start with Tina Burner? T- I mean Tina. I mean I met her because she hosted Channel Tuesdays um, first at Excess and then at Posh, um, and I was at, like I was trying to get my name out and <laughs> talk about. A comedy queen, like I, <laughs> I didn't really ever get where she's going through, but she's, <laughs> she'll put it out there in the line. There was definitely, it's been a roller coaster of a ride with Tina Burner. Tina Burner, actually, I will say this on the record, was my first drag queen crush. Oh, yes, this Tina Burner, like I was, there was just something about. I was like, I love me some Tina Burner. I want to date Tina Burner. <laughs> there was yes, we always say like, girl, we are going to be husbands at some point. Um, Tina Burner has also brought me in, just like Sinclair, of like, you know, she saw me competing, performing, helped me out. We helped each other out. I've danced for her. She has helped me, you know, creative-wise. We've done pageants together. We've always, like, pushed each other to do better and be better, and she continues to do that. She's always pushing the envelope. She's wildly talented. Like, mm-hmm. I, like if, you, if you met Tina Burner when I met Tina Burner... That you would not think she would be capable of doing the things she is doing now. Like, the extravagant costumes, the hair, the production shows, the pat... Like, I never never in a million years would have thought that that would have been Tina Burner. And she is just slaying my game and also keeping me on my toes. Because these girls, New York is no joke. I've been... I've seen drag in other cities, and it is just not the same. It's not even comparable. Like... You have to be on the grind and on your toes at all times, or you're out of the pack, and that's yep. the other girl's gonna come right up and get it. There's and a lot of hungry people. Yes, girl. Next, we have Honey Davenport. Honey. Oh my god, Honey. Honey, I met. Oh, God. Maybe, maybe at a drag competition. I'm not really sure. She was definitely also. The aesthetic of Honey is just, like the the transformations. People, I mean, if you to look at some some of these girls now and be like this, that's where you started from. <laughs> like Honey, never tucked, never wore hip hats, had a ball head, <laughs> threw on a mohawk, and sang her song. Like she was, you know, she's an artist. She did theater. She, you know, produces her own music. She writes her own songs. That's like her thing. We did Honey makes the world go round at um, New World Stages. That was that was like my one of my. Like, so Sweet was my first, like, gig residency. Mm-hmm. Ma- Honey Makes the Gr- World Go Round was my first, like, 
what I'm here once a month doing this thing. And I did it. Um, Kiki Darling did it. Uh, Prodigy Major did it. Like we were like her sisters in rotation. And so Honey, I feel like, was the first um, kind of me getting to the groove of like a gig, if that makes sense. Um, she also was like the first, like, I guess gender bender drag queen that I really kind of got into. Like I said, like I grew up around the pageants and Honey really was just like an artist. She yeah. still is an artist, but um, she has evolved her set. I mean, we all, if you know, that's just, you know, we grow up, we evolve. And she has definitely done that. I love Honey. Honey, she dances, she sings, um, she acts. She's good. She, if she wants to do something, she's going to she go do it. it. And she, like... There's no doubt about it. She's doing it. So, yeah. Well, last but not least, Ari Kiki. Ari. <laughs> Did I say that Honey was the only gender bender check? <laughs> <laughs> and then there's Ari. Right. And then there's Ari Kiki. Girl. Oh. <laughs> Ari. Oh, my God. It's really like high school reading. Talking <laughs> about all these girls. Uh, Ari Kiki, I met at... Um, Drag Wars, which was hosted by Shakrita at Bartini. Still one when still it was is. Up, right? Hello. Bad pieces. <laughs> Except last night she took the night off and it was Sherry Vine. Oh, oh, girl, she, Sherry's getting them out before she moves, right? honey. She's like, before I go to LA, let me get some extra ones in. Um, yeah, girl. Um, Ari Kiki. I don't, like, I've never, you can't really, like, understand what Ari Kiki is. And I think I love that about yeah. her. Like, it's always just like, Ari is Ari, period. Um, Ari, just like everyone else that that I'm attracted to, is just like a nice, humbling person. Like, if something is bad, she gives you a hug. She makes you feel all right. If you're, you know, in the mood, she makes you laugh. Like, she's, ugh. She's just a genuine, lovable person. And she doesn't give, like, she doesn't care. Like. Who cares? Her aesthetic is her aesthetic. That is it. I love her for that. There's no apologies about that. She is funny. She is entertaining. And she's someone that, like, you know, I like I like being around just not in drag. Like, I like being around Ari. Just go and have lunch. Go and have yeah. margaritas. Go and see other, other queens. Like, she's she brings that nice presence to, um, you know, just your everyday life. How has the usage and necessity of social media evolved since you started on the scene? Um, I mean, I mean, when I started, I mean, most, most of the things that I learned, I learned off of YouTube because that that was just getting up and going. Um, I feel like Instagram and Facebook and I'm, I'm not really on Twitter, but, um, they definitely keep you up to date with like what's going on. You know what I mean? And there's so much going on, especially, you know. I'm just going to say it. Drag Race has, you know, it's it's put drag in the forefront. It's made mm-hmm. things so mainstream. Um, there's people all over the world who, like, send me messages or I look at and they're like, I'm coming to New York. I want to see you. I'm like, why? I don't know who you are. But, you know, it's, it's just, it's out there now. And it's everywhere. It's everyday life. And it's so weird. If I feel like if I'm not on Facebook or Instagram for a day, like, I've, I've missed something. Yeah. It's so wild. that That's just, like, you know... In everyday usage. It's part of, you know, promoting your show, keeping up with girls, venues, bars, patrons. Like, you know, 
if you if you don't keep up with your patrons, they're not going to come see you. Like right. they're just as viable as you know, you know the DJ that you use or the queens that you perform with. Like you, you know, you perform, you make bonds with your audiences, and it's good to keep in touch with. So I feel like social media just for that is like super important. It's a like a tool just for everyday life. It's you know it is work, but it's it's a fun part of work. You know, yeah. I like what I do. So no, because I think you're smart because you you'll update your. Um profile picture on Facebook mm-hmm. to do for your show and it keeps you active and, and you're always on the timeline and yes. people remember. She's there. You know, if you don't, like I said, the, the kids are up mm-hmm. and coming. Like, if you want to do it, you, you know, it's it's not just about, you know, throwing on a wig and a dress and going out. Like, it's a job. And for me, it's a career. I do it just solely. Like, I've been performing just in New York for six years. I, I don't have an, another job. Like, it is what it is. So, you know, you have to be a promoter. You have to be, like, visible. You have to do that work. And especially if you want to do, you know, drag as a career, you have to be, like, a little bit of everything. So... You mentioned the show. Do you have any aspirations to be on Drag Race? Um, I mean, who's going to say no? I think that's crazy. Like, sure. Um, I've never auditioned for Drag Race, and I've looked at it. I feel like people don't realize the audition process right. is quite overwhelming. Mm-hmm. Um, once again, if you really want to do something, you'll do it. I clearly have not done it. So there's something in the back of my head that's not, you know, putting it to the forefront. And I think that's fine. And I also, like, you know, there's so many people who come up to me like, why aren't you on Drag Race now? And I was like, well, do you go up to every singer and say, why aren't you on American Idol now? Or every dancer, like, why yeah. aren't you so you think you dance? Like, it's, it's, it's a show. It's a fun show. And I'm glad for everyone who is on it and then, you know, does amazing things. I would like the opportunity, if RuPaul is listening to this, girl, call me up. I'll make a little something something. We can get it. Um, yeah, never put me out, but we'll, we'll see what happens in the future. Is it healthy to be competitive in the drag scene? And do you think drama is inevitable because of it? Um, I mean, drama is there if you welcome it in. Like, I live a drama-free life, girl. Like, the things that I see, and especially because, like, you know, social media, you say, like, one thing on anything, and all of a sudden, everyone has an opinion about it. So if you want to say something, you're inviting that into your own life. My life is chaotic enough without that. I mean, what, what does that really have to do with you? Right. In your everyday life. You either want it or you don't. So, um... Most of the nightlife drama I try to stay out of because it's not pushing or pulling. If you really want my opinion about something, and you know what? The people who want opinions probably have my phone number. Right. So we'll just text about it. I don't need to like put it out there and put people on blast. Like it's No Facebook Lives for you. No Facebook Lives for me, baby. The only Facebook Live you're going to see is, Hi, I have a show tomorrow at Rise Bar. Please come <laughs> see me at 11 o'clock. Like, that's all you're yeah. going to get. Other than that, it's, it's insane. Competition, I think, is healthy because if you really want to grow at anything... You want to see, like, the different levels and varieties of anything. You know, not the, it could be any, anything that you're doing. You should ha- always have a little competition. There's, it shouldn't be, like, just easy one way. But the drama, because you're competing, doesn't also have to be invited. Like, you can do one without the other. I agree. Mm-hmm. If you can give one piece of advice to a young drag performer, what would it be? Um, if I could give one piece of advice for a drag performer, I would just say... Please go learn on your own. I feel like because social media is so out there, there's so many new gays going out and they're like, I want to do drag, put me in drag. 
I put myself in drag. Like, I learned how to do my own makeup. I learned how to do wigs. I learned how to sew. Don't be lazy and go, go learn and do it. It will not only make you a better person, but it will actually push you to, like, see if you want to do it or not. I feel like everything, everyone wants the easy way out. Like, oh, make a wig for me. I'll just go, go learn. What's, what's wrong with learning? And literally, it's everywhere. Yeah. You can look up a YouTube. You can go on Instagram. Like, you can see how it's done. You can take the steps. Practice makes perfect. Go learn it. Don't ask me to put you in drag. You Don't go. be lazy. <laughs> so you're a big reality TV junkie like me. Yes. What are your favorites and why are you so addicted like me? Oh, my God. I mean, uh, <laughs> I feel like reality is reality TV is not reality TV. Like, it's so, like, not that. But it's, it's, an, it's an escape, you know? You're doing so much of one thing all day to like sit down at home and just watch someone else's drama that has nothing to do with you is like it eats me up i love it i love big brother Mm -hmm. it drives me absolutely insane i love that it's on three times a week they're in a house there's nothing else like you ain't got no phone no tv no music there's already a rumor for celebrity big brother that there will be a drag queen on it oh god I don't know who the hell it could oh, be. Oh, very excited! I mean, I, with Ross being on it last time, I can see it happening. Absolutely. I mean, Courtney adds one Big Brother UK. Mm-hmm, right? Like, hello, like, yes, put put Jack Queen on, girl. You hope, you get two people for the price of one. I hope it's like Jasmine Masters. Honestly, <laughs> that's what we deserve. On that oh my show. god. Talk about drama and a house, girl. God bless the people who have to share a house with Miss Jasmine Masters, honey. That girl will tear them apart, and I will live for every single moment yeah. of it. <laughs> so, Big Brother, you love what else? I love Big Brother. Um, I loved, obviously, I love Dancing with the Stars because, mm-hmm. hello, my world is dance. Um, to watch people not be able to dance. And then go out like, girl, it's it's hard. And, you know, there's some people who say it, some people who don't. Well, it's maybe, maybe we need, like, Dancing with the Drag Queens. Yeah, uh, I mean, I would let's, totally let's be into that, that. Let's, girl. Let's make it happen. Alyssa Edwards, come yeah. on, girl. Shangela, yes, put them on. Laganja, put, there's queens out there. That, that would definitely turn a show. You know what I've been obsessed with? Do you watch um The Great British Bake Off? Sometimes. I have been obsessed with it, and I don't know what it is. Like, it's on Netflix. I'm on, like, season five right now. Well, that's what's wild to me about, like, cooking shows in general is, like, you can't partake in it because you can't eat their food. Right. It looks so great, and you'll never be able to recreate it. Right. But and I'm like, where does that all go? It. Like, yes. Right. I'm like, they're, they're talking about the taste, the mm-hmm. bake, the texture. I'm like, mmm. I, I, number one, I don't bake. I barely cook. I have the, I cook brown rice, broccoli, some chicken, some tuna, like, that's it. Like, that's my baking skills. Maybe some spaghettios when you're, like, you know, <laughs> four o'clock in the morning, just want something. But I've been obsessed, and I've been, I can tell that I'm getting older, because I cry at everything now. <laughs> and now I'm crying at, like, the, the finales, or, like, when someone gets voted off, I'm, like, in shambles. Yeah. I'm, like, what is going on with me? Why am I so emotional? I but you that. take a journey with them. These either, and they're all like n- normal people. Like it's like a student, a construction worker, you know, some nurse, and they're like, "I love baking." They're making these massive. Th- I'm like, "Girl, I have nothing to do with baking either." But I'm sure if I got into your kitchen right now, it would be like in shambles. So, yeah, yeah obsessed. So, if you had to pick one New York City drag queen to be your partner on the Amazing Race, who would it be? I mean, clearly Logan, girl. That would be good TV. <laughs> clearly Logan. I feel like number one. She's always game for, like, anything. Like, she is my ride-or-die in drag, out of drag, everyday life. You know, she's my brother, sister, mother, all of it. And 
I think we've talked about it a couple times. Like, we could definitely go and say that show. Like, there's yeah, that'd be good. really little things that we would do, number one, in our everyday lives. But together, I feel like we'll go full throttle. So, and I think we would also win. Yeah, I, that'd be good. <laughs> Who doesn't want a million dollars? So we're going to move into the pop five rapid fire. I'm going to give you five pop culture things. So you say the first thing, word, phrase, story, whatever you want to talk about, oh, about each thing. So number one is Baby Shark is now overpriced plus toys. What? Do you know Baby Shark? No. <laughs> Baby Shark was this like YouTube oh, trend from a couple months ago now but it was like this kid's song called baby shark and there was like a dance involved with it and like james corden made a whole like parody <gasps> oh wait it. is that that do, 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 yeah. Do, yeah okay <laughs> so now they have talking plush toys for like 70 dollars for christmas <gasps> no mm-hmm. oh my god it's a tickle me elmo all over again so, yeah well listen i have no like I, look, look how long it took me to even mm-hmm. think of it. I have no nobody in my family. You know what? That's probably what I'll get, Logan. There's- Logan, you're getting a baby shark, seventy dollars girl. Oh my goodness! No yeah. way! And how, actually, I'm just gonna I'm gonna go buy. I'll make her one. Yeah, girl, I'll record my own voice and give her a message. Next is life size two. Oh my god! Poor Tyra Banks. Okay, this like what the hell, girl? Now we all know Tyra like. In her mid forties, right? She she's got to be. Yeah. What is going on that you got to make life size? I didn't even see life size one. Like, no, I thought, no, girl. But you know the song. Is there a song from Life Size? Oh my god. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh no. Oh yeah, it's a big one. Oh my goodness. Things I'm going to catch up on. Yeah, the Life Size with Tyra Banks and Lindsay Lohan. No. They had a there was a big song, Shine Bright. You probably know it if you heard it. Oh my god, mm-hmm. so crazy, girl! I they have pushed Life Size too. So I feel like two months ago we knew it was coming mm-hmm. out. I don't even know if it happened yet or it not. It happened on Sunday, I think. It, it came out. Girl, I was like, are we really strapped for cash, Miss Tyra? Like, yes, you went is. from, like... <laughs> yes, she Well, is. we all know America's, American Idol, or American Idol, America's Next Top Model was at, like, 40 seasons mm-hmm. now. They and were, like... hosting um, America's Got Talent now. Yeah, oh, yeah, she that's right, that's right, that's right. Girl, she's doing anything she can for a dollar. I was like, mm-hmm. how did you go from, like, your own talk show to... I mean, America's Next Top Model, when it first started, was amazing. Yeah. Then, 15 cycles, we kind of got, like... Take a picture. Take mm-hmm. a picture. Take a picture. Like, I was... I, I couldn't. And then she brought the boys on, and I was like, girl, you, this, the, the downfalls happened. Yeah. Like, girl, it's done. So, and then she was... She's always been like, you know, I went back to school. I'm smart. Girl, my life size, too. Yeah. What happened? I expected so much more from Miss Tyra <laughs> Banks. She is letting me down. Like, I thought she was going to be, like, the Beyonce of our, you know, model generation. She is... Like, girl, mm-mm. No. Next we have Thank You Next video. Oh no. Have you seen it? I did see it. I feel like, okay, so Thank You Next, I love. Mm-hmm. Love the song. Then she started leaking it was going to be a parody. Okay, if, I mean, they're parodies of like movies we like. But then I saw the video and that's really just what it was. Just yeah. parodies of movies. Like I was like, this isn't groundbreaking. It's just, you know, she has the softest filter on her face. Like... <laughs> Ives was like this. Girl, who did her touch-up? Like, she is literally just one blank canvas with, like, two eyes and the ponytail. Yep. 
But um, I do have to say, if Thank You Next, the video gave us anything, it gave us Jennifer Coolidge. And yes. I live for that moment. That was really With Jennifer good. Coolidge. I thought it was brilliant. Yeah, apparently um, they like did that, like 40 takes of that, where it was all improvised. And that's the one they went with. <laughs> I live. There were a couple times, apparently, she like knocked her, knocked Ari over because she was so funny and stupid. Oh my God, I live. Mm -hmm. Yes. I, I, that, I mean, if, if I could just like take those like 30 seconds out of Thank You Next, I would have it on loop. Yeah. I would watch it. I think I'm, like, I'm going to take it out and put it in a mix. Watch do it. it. Yeah. Do it. Now, next up, we have Mary Poppins Returns. <sighs> Girl, Disney, like, okay. Like, Mary Poppins, classic. Julie Andrews, classic. Why are we doing a remake of the classic? Like when Manuel Miranda wanted to do it. Girl, <laughs> takes several seats in the back. I'm still going to go see it, yeah. obviously. But we do not need Mary Poppins Returns with, like, New song, like it, I mean, it truly out of all the Disney remakes it has nothing really to do with Mary Poppins. Nope. Which I'm thankful for, but we really don't need it. Like, girl, Lin Man he could have done something different. I also yeah. love Emily Blunt. Like, uh, it just kind of uh, that's how I feel about it. Why? I agree. We're, I agree. Yes, do something. Do something original. He's <laughs> talented. He's creative. Girl, you yeah. have so many hits. You could have done something else. Thank you. Next. <laughs> <laughs> Finally, we have Kanye getting called out at the share show for being on his phone. I don't know her. Girl, he is literally the epitome of someone that I, like, just like when I get up and I'm, uh, turn on the news and Donald Trump is there, Kanye West is there. I, like, literally talk about maybe a brilliant man just gone totally buku crazy. Like, yeah. So sad. Yeah. And can't, I can't wait to go see the share show. Girl. Yeah. Yeah, I'm excited. It's, it looks wild. Yes. Girl, I mean, how you can't go wrong with share. No, not at all. <laughs> so I have my previous guest ask my current guest a question. And this is a question from Josh Tratner of Ace of Face. Oh. If you could do drag in any other city, where would it be? Ooh. If I could do drag in any... I mean... Uh, I, I think... So my toss-up is between Chicago and Texas. Like Dallas, Texas. Because obviously I, I started doing drag in Chicago or not doing drag but I started dancing for those people and I have a lot of friends I miss Chicago I would I, if anything ever happened to New York I would move back to Chicago but I feel like Dallas got to that punch of just like energy and yeah. excitement and showgirl like that is like drag yeah. so yeah I, I'm gonna I'm gonna go say Dallas all right yes give well, me now Dallas. it's your turn to ask my next guest a question oh god is it a drag queen probably okay Hmm. I would say, oh, if if they could perform with any RuPaul's Drag Race entertainer, who would they perform with? Who would be your pick and choose out of all it. all the seasons, girl? You have a plethora of a hundred something girls. You do. Who would your one be? Awesome! I like that question. Yeah. Well, where can we find you on social media? Oh my God! You can find me at Brenda Darling on Facebook. Or on Instagram at B Harling, B D H A R L A N G. Um, I do have Twitter, but I'm never on it because I feel like it's the same. But it's um, B N G De Harling on Twitter, and then yeah, I think Venmo? that's it. Huh? Venmo, Venmo? is um, <laughs> Brandon Glass. <laughs> you, you, right. you can send it to my brother. <laughs> 
this was amazing. Yes, I had so and much fun. Congrats on the Glam Award. Thank you so much. Oh, you, will you be there? Will you make it there? I, I'll be there. Okay. Yes, I'll be at the Glam Awards. We'll see. Well, I, I don't know if I won yet, but we'll, well, we'll, well see Well, I mean, because it's on a Monday night, because you have a show, so. Is it on a Monday this a year? Monday night. Oh, I'll go beforehand. Yeah. I'll definitely go before. I mean, my show's at midnight, so. Yeah, it works. It yeah, works. Yeah, it'll be a fun little pregame. But and if yeah. you win, it's a big party. Yeah, absolutely. Number five. Here we go. Yes. <laughs> well, thank you for doing this. Thank you. A huge thanks to Brenda for chatting. Subscribe on iTunes, SoundCloud, or Stitcher, and leave us a review while you're there. And visit our Patreon to become a patron today. If you have any questions or comments, drop me a line at theaterinthenow.com via our question link. Until next time, I'm Michael Block. That was Block Talk. Mm-hmm.